0: Verse 31 of John chapter number 4. In the meanwhile, his disciple prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him aught to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he, he, and, and he that reapeth receiveth wages, gathereth fruit in the life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you are entered into their labors. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here this morning. I pray, Lord, that you would help me as I stand in a place that I cannot stand alone. I need you, Lord, to help us. I need you, Lord, to give me strength. I need you, Lord, to keep my mind clear, to give me the right words to say, to be able to help the folks that are here in this service today and those that are watching online. God do a work that only you can. We'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. I just want to ask you this in the way of introduction. Has there ever been a time in your life where it seems that life itself can be so distracting? I'm not talking about living in sin, I'm not talking about getting out and doing things that are crazy. I'm talking about your everyday life, getting up, going to work on a Monday morning, trying to finish a good work week. The things that need to take place around the house won't be long, the grass is going to need to be mowed, there's going to be some weed eating that takes place on some banks and some ditches, there's going to be some cars that need to be cleaned. Oil's going to have to be changed. Tires are going to have to be changed. Life happens, man. I'm telling you, life happens. And so many times in my life, in your life, if we are not real careful, we'll get so caught up in the concerns of the world that we miss what Jesus is trying to show us. So many times in our lives we can get caught up in just things that are happening. I wonder how many people sitting in this service this morning has already been distracted by things in your life. Maybe a phone call. Maybe a text message. Maybe on your way here. Maybe just situations that's happened since you've been here. It is so easy for you and I to get caught up in the concerns of the world. When I begin to think on that thought the Lord dealt with me about this text. First off, I want to draw our attention to the Scriptures when we see here the concern of the disciples, the concern of the disciples. No doubt, according to verse number six, if you want to look at it, Jesus was wearied with his journey. Verse number six teaches us that Jesus is now sitting on this well. The Bible says it's the sixth hour. Uh, We're we're approaching the sixth hour very quickly here today. That means 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, in a time where you need to be eating and refreshing yourselves. So this is the picture of what these disciples are concerned about. Verse number eight in this chapter teaches us, for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. So the disciples are gone. They're there getting something to eat. They know where Jesus is sitting. They know what their task is. No doubt they're bringing back bread. They're probably getting all of those things together. They are buying everything that they need while they are there in that city. And when they come back, they notice in verse number 31, look at it, and meanwhile his disciples prayed him saying, Master, eat. When I begin to study this, no doubt these disciples was hungry. They knew Jesus was hungry. No doubt these disciples was tired. They knew Jesus was tired. They was weary. Jesus was weary. And I begin to look at this, and I'm sure as they begin to eat, and they begin to break that bread, and they begin to pass it around one to another, they was concerned because they noticed that Jesus was not eating. I would say to you here this morning, some of you are really concerned. Some of you are really anxious. Some of you are really trying to figure out how you're going to do this. How are we going to take care of that? It's tax time. Can I hear an amen on that? Glory to God. What are we going to do about the taxes? How are we going to get them paid? How is this going to happen, and how is that going to happen? And so many times in life, we get so concerned about everything that is going on in life. If we're not careful, please hear this, if we're not careful, we'll miss what Jesus is wanting to show us today. We'll miss what the Lord wants to speak to us about. We'll miss uh, what the Lord is trying to tell us. We'll miss things in life just because we are so concerned about life. i said say it before. I'll say it again. I'm not talking about sins. I'm just talking about life. So we see here these disciples, they was physically concerned about Jesus. Physically concerned about Jesus. Have you ever noticed it's so hard to unplug from the things in the world? It's so hard to unplug from those things. It's so hard to unplug from our desires, our physical needs, everything that is going on in our life. And then in verse number 33, it says, therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him all to eat? Has has every, has, has someone else brought Jesus something to eat? I'm concerned that Jesus is not eating. I'm concerned because we have went and got this food, but it just don't seem that Jesus is hungry. Let me say this, also in our text, we'll find that this woman that Jesus has been talking to in the book of John chapter number four, this woman is caught up in her needs. This woman is going to this well because she is also thirsty. She is going to this well to draw water, no doubt to get her something to drink, but also so that she can bring water back into the city and no doubt cook and clean with it. And Jesus said unto her in verse uh, number seven, he said, give me to drink. But you notice here that this woman is so caught up in her thirst. This woman is so caught up in being alone. This woman no doubt is so caught up in her past. This woman, no doubt, is caught up in who she is. All that she can think about is self, because she says to Jesus, you being a Jew, ask me, a woman of Samaria, for something to drink. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus began to talk to her about her life. And he said, the man that you are with now is the fifth man that you're with, and he is not your husband. And all that this woman is concerned about is is her skin color. She's concerned about her past. She's concerned about being at the well. She's concerned about getting something to drink. She's concerned that Jesus is a Jew. She's concerned that she is a, a, a Samaritan. She is all caught up in all the concerns of the world, just like you and I get caught up in the concerns of the world. Can I hear an amen on that? Your wants, your needs, your desires, your thirst, your loneliness, your past, who you are, what's going on, what's happening here, and what is happening there. And I want to preach this morning on this thought. If you and I are not careful— We will get so caught up in the concerns of this world that we will miss what Jesus is wanting to do in our lives. We will get so concerned that tomorrow's going to be Monday. I'm telling you, the weekend is over. Where did the weekend go? I I don't know if we're going to be able to make it back to church tonight. I'm tired. I'm wore out. Been a busy weekend. There's been a lot going on. I'm telling you, I dread Monday worse than going to the dentist. Can I hear an amen on that? If you're a dentist, I dread going to the dentist. Amen. I'm telling you, Monday morning is rolling around. Then we got Tuesday. Then we got Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday. If I can just make it back the weekend so that I can get back relaxed, do the things that I want to do, but I want to ask you something this morning, child of God. What are you missing on Monday because all your concerns is about self and things going on in the world? Do you realize that not only does Jesus want to do something for you today, he wants to do something for you tomorrow, and he wants to do something for you Tuesday, amen, and he wants to do something for you Wednesday, but I'm afraid that we get so concerned Just like these disciples, what is Jesus eating? Has he already eaten? I just come to get some water. I just come. I'm leaving. I don't want to talk. I don't want to be around. And then I, I thought about this scripture. Jesus is trying to teach his disciples a lesson. The book of Matthew, the book of Mark, and also the book of Luke records Jesus telling his disciples this, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And they get so confused about what Jesus is trying to tell them, they think that he's talking about bread. They think that he's talking about bread. And in Matthew 16, Jesus says, you remember the five loaves and that we fed 5,000? How many baskets did you take up? He said, you remember the seven loaves and the feeding of the 4,000? He said, how many baskets did you take up? He said, you are so messed up that the only thing that you can think of is bread. He said, what I am trying to teach you of is the doctrine of the Pharisees. I'm trying to teach you in Luke 12, 1, that the doctrine of the Pharisees is hypocrisy. It scares me to death. It worries me that so many times in my life, I am so caught up in the things of the world That even in a church service like this, that I'm going to miss what Jesus is trying to show me today. I'm so caught up in the cares of the world that I'm going to miss what Jesus is wanting to tell you today. I'm telling you, this is serious business, amen? Me and my wife talked not too long ago. I'll share this, and then I'll get into the message. Not too long ago, me and my wife was talking, and we said this to one another. You know what we need to do? Before we speak to anyone, before we talk on our phones, before we cut the TV on, before we begin our day, we need to spend time first in prayer and spend time first reading our Bibles. We need to give our very first mindset to Jesus Christ because if I'm not careful and you're not careful, We will begin our day with the things of the world. We'll begin our day by cutting on the TV. We'll begin our day by looking on the internet. We'll begin our day by text messaging or receiving text messages. And we will begin our day so concerned about everything in the world that if we're not careful, we will miss that day what Jesus wants to show us, does that make sense to you say, "Amen. amen. I'll give you an example. The clock went off one morning. Miss Tina got up. I laid there for a few more minutes. She went into her study place. She cut on the kitchen lights. She sit there at the kitchen table. She got her prayer list out. She got her Bible out. She started her day off seeking the Lord, concerned about the things of God more than the things of the world. I laid there for a few minutes, and I thought to myself, I need to get up, I need to pray, and I need to read my Bible. But before my feet even touched the floor, I reached over on the nightstand right beside where I sleep where my phone is on the charger. I was still laying there, Brother Charlie. I reached over, got my phone, looked at it. I had seen that I had already received a text message from someone very, very early that morning while I was laying there in the bed, still trying to get my eyes open. You with me now, right? You with me? I touched that text message. That thing was about four days long. And I began to scroll, and I began to read. And while I scrolled and while I read, there was this uneasiness that got all in my heart. As the more I scrolled and the more I read, there was an uneasiness flooding my mind. I kept a-scrolling, and I kept a-reading. The next thing I know, I'm just being honest with you, I laid that phone down. I got up out of the bed. I went walking anywhere where my wife was at, and I said, "Honey." You ain't going to believe this. Before, before I even opened my eyes, I've done received the text message. I said, let me go get my phone. I want to read you what somebody sent me sometime during the night or sometime early in the morning. And I began to read that text message and read that text message and read that text message. And the more I read it, the madder I was getting. That was about the second time I'd read it. I was reading it out loud and I was getting aggravated. Man, I felt like I was about to spit nails. You ever been there? And I thought to myself, I don't even know what to do with this. I don't even know what to say with all that. And I began to talk to my wife, and I began to share my heart with her. And the whole time I was doing it, she was just sitting there doing this. I said, what? 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 She said, She said, I'm not getting out of that text what you're getting. I believe you're reading it with the wrong spirit. I don't believe what that person's trying to say is hurtful at all. I honestly believe what that person is really trying to say is something helpful. But you're all tore up over it. And then you love it, men, when the wife says this. Have you even prayed before you read it? (laughs) Huh? Have you even prayed before you looked at your phone? Have you even read your Bible before you looked at your phone? You're so concerned. You're so concerned with the things of the world. You're so concerned about a phone. You're so concerned about a text message. You're so concerned, has Jesus eat? Has he got anything to eat? Oh, I need something to drink. I got to take care of myself. I got to take care of myself. I got to take care of myself. We get so concerned with the things of the world. We get so concerned with the things in our mind that you know what? If I wasn't careful that day, I was fixing to have one of the worst days I'd had in a long time you ever been there and here's Jesus here's Jesus he he is sitting there by this well, and this woman don't even realize who he is his disciples are so caught up in whether Jesus has eaten or not that they don't even know what Jesus is doing so if you take notes write this down The concern of the disciples. But here's the message. I want to preach on the concern of Jesus. The concern of Jesus. See, the concern of the disciples was all physical, but the concern of Jesus is all spiritual. Notice in John chapter number 4 and verse number 10, he wants to give this woman not water out of the well. He wants to give this woman living water. He don't want to just give this woman some water that'll satisfy her thirst. Jesus in 4.14, he says, I want to give you some water that'll satisfy you inwardly and change you forever and change you for all eternity. See, some of us has come in here this morning and all we're interested in is just a little drink. But Jesus wants to give you more than something that's just going to quench your thirst, amen. Jesus wants to give us something this morning that'll quench us in here, quench our souls, calm our hearts, calm our minds, change our life, and get our minds and our eyes off of everything going on in the world, and get our minds and our eyes and our hearts set on Jesus this morning. We get so caught up in the world, get so caught up in the things of the world, I'm not preaching on sin. I'm preaching on the things that we get so concerned about, Brother Dwayne. We get so concerned about everything that is going on. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you slowly so you understand me. If you have looked at your phone, if you have texted on your phone, if you cut the TV on or you cut the radio on, Or you had conversations with someone this morning before church, that's a big wide list. But if you've done any of those things this morning, say amen loudly. Here's the question. Did you talk to Jesus before you did any of those things? Did you, did you seek the Lord before anything else this morning? Did, did, you, did you find yourself in a prayer place before church? Did you find yourself in the Word of God before you come today? No, I don't do that on Sundays. I'll let you do that. <laughs> well, I wonder if the Lord wanted to give you something special this morning. I wonder if the Lord wanted to speak to your heart and say, when you get to church this morning, do this, say that, go to that person, go to the altar, pray, seek my face, See, the Lord, no doubt, the Lord wants to show you and I something every single day of our lives, but the danger is, is we're missing it, we're missing it, we're missing it, because we're so concerned about everything else in the world. Some of you, I haven't spent time with the Lord today. You didn't spend much time with the Lord all last week. And sadly, some of you have not spent much time with the Lord your whole life. And you're missing all the good things that the Lord wants to show you and teach you and help you with. Do you believe that or is this preaching crazy? I'm telling you, these disciples, Brother Joe, meet. Did you— Joe, have you eaten today? Did you have breakfast yet? Hey, Joe, did you get you some coffee before you went and talked? I mean, Joe, I mean, amen? Are you thirsty, Miss Emily? I know where the refrigerator is. I can go get you a bottle of water. We get so caught up and concerned about everything else. Some of you have been concerned about skin color. Some of you have been concerned about your past. Some of you have been concerned about what other people thinks about you. Some of you have been concerned about saying this and doing that, and you shouldn't have went here and you shouldn't have done that. I should have never done this. We get so concerned with everything, Wonder what would happen if we would get concerned just for a little while about what Jesus was concerned about. Here's what he was concerned about. Living water, verse 10, satisfying an inward thirst in verse number 14. But notice in verse 34 quickly, and I'm going to finish. Jesus said unto them, his disciples, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Jesus's concern is to do the Father's will. Jesus's concern is to do the Father's work. And Jesus' concern is to finish the work that the Father's given him. John 3, 34 says this, For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. John 20, 21 says this, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Jesus' concern was not about whether he was going to get a piece of bread. Jesus' concern was not whether he was going to get some water out of that well. Jesus' concern was to do the will and the work of his Father in heaven. And Jesus' concern is this, that he does the will and the work, and that you and I do the will and the work of God the Father in heaven. Can I hear an amen on that? Does that concern you at all this morning? Are you the least little bit concerned about God's will and God's work in the world that you and I are living in? Notice also the vision in verse number 35. Say not yet, there are four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Listen closely. Lift up your eyes, eyes, and look on the fields. Eyes and looking equals vision. Jesus says, if you want to know what my vision is, he said, lift up your eyes, look on the fields. In other words, stop looking down and start looking up. Look down with me. Everybody look down. He says, stop looking down and now start looking up. He says, that is the vision, that is God's will, that is God's work. Look on the fields, look at the harvest, see what's coming your way, look what God's doing in your life. Understand the will and the work of God the Father and understand that Jesus wants you and I to do that will and to do that work. What is it? Let's read on. He says, lift up your eyes. Look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Listen closely. What is the harvest work? The harvest work is gospel work. The harvest work is busy work. The harvest work, you have a short opportunity. The harvest, it will come, and then the harvest will pass. And when the harvest is passed, that harvest cannot be recalled. Do you hear that? Do you understand what God's trying to show us this morning? There is a harvest. They are people who need Jesus. They are people everywhere that we go who is looking for the way, the truth, and the life. They are people who are hurting in this world. They are people who are only caught up in the things of the world, and they cannot see spiritually what they need. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. Jesus says, hey, listen. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And Jesus wants you and I to do the Father's will. Jesus wants you and I to do the Father's work. And Jesus says, hey, disciples, lift up your eyes. Look, they are people that are coming out of Samaria. We're getting ready to read that. They're headed our way, man. They are headed our way. And, and when they get here, what are we going to tell them? Are we going to make sure that they have bread? Hey, listen, I can bring bread. I can bring bread. Are we going to make sure they get water? Hey, we're sitting on a well. There's plenty of water. The reason that those people are coming is not because they're hungry or thirsty for the worldly things. The reason those people are coming to Jesus is because they are hungry and thirsty for spiritual things are you with me and we see here he says lift up your eyes look on the fields don't say we've got four months before all this happens he said I say to you it is ready right now verse number 36 he says it's a rewarding harvest harvest he said, there's fruit and there's others that's going to be saved. There's people going to give their life to Christ. But then 37 says something. Look at it with me, verse 37. And here is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. Look at verse 38 and I'm about done. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored and ye are entered into their labors. When I read that, I began to pray, and I thought, who are these that have labored, and now these disciples are getting to receive, to reap, to see souls that are saved because of someone else's labors? We could talk about the Old Testament prophets. We could talk about all kinds of different things that are taking place, but the Lord dealt with me about it like this. Joe, keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. So let's keep reading. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman, which testified, He told me all that ever I did. And when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. And said unto the woman, now we believe, not because of thy sayings, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. You know who's been laboring, according to what I just read? Listen to this, Brother Jim. That woman that had been down there by that well, it says in the scriptures that she left her water pot, and she ran into the city. And she began to tell the men, come see a man who told me all about me. Is this not the Christ? Can you picture that woman? Listen now. I would get a woman to do it, but I wouldn't want to embarrass her. Can you picture that woman as she comes along and she says, you have got to come see this man. His name is Jesus. Can you picture the other women saying, I don't know whether I can trust her or not. I know all about you. But you know what? She don't stop. Can you imagine if she goes to the men and says, listen to me, men. I know I've not been what I'm supposed to be. I I know I've not lived the way that I'm supposed to live, but you men need to understand something. There is a man that is sitting up there near Jacob's well, and he told me that he is the Messiah. He told me that he is the Christ. You understand what this woman was doing? She was going all through that city, and she was laboring. She was sowing the seed. She was doing everything she could to get everyone that would to follow her, to meet a man by the name of Jesus. And then Jesus tells his disciples, Grace, and he goes, Hey, boys, you see all them people coming here? All of these people that are coming out of that city, he says, lift up your eyes and look, for the fields are white and ready to harvest. He said, you are fixing to enjoy a harvest that you did not labor in. You are fixing to enjoy the good things of God. You are fixing to enjoy fruit. You are fixing to enjoy my saving power. You're fixing to enjoy what that woman has been running through that city and trying to get everyone that could to come and to see this man by the name of Jesus. Wow. I hope that come out the way God put it in. I hope you're understanding this the way that God put it into my mind and into my heart. Miss Jean, if you'll come to the piano. I just wonder this morning, what's got you so messed up today? What's got you so concerned? Are you concerned about what you're going to do after you get out of that program? Is that all that you can think about? Is that all that's on your mind? Are you concerned about what house you're going to go to next? Is that all that's got on your mind? Are you concerned about that situation at work, and it's got you so consumed, that is all that you can have on your mind? Have you got got that house payment that's coming due, and that's all that you have on your mind? Have you got that car that the tires is wore out, and it's not even really safe to drive it anymore, and you're trying to pray and say, God, how are we going to? We're going to get them tires on that car. Are you already concerned about Monday? Are you already concerned about getting that call from that tax place saying you owe this much money? Are you already so concerned even about where you're going to eat when you leave here today. Where are we going to eat, honey? Where you going to go? You're right over at Zaxby's? you want going to ride down there to this place or that place? You're sitting here this morning and your back's hurting a little bit. You're sitting here today and you just feel tired and a little weary. You're almost like Jesus. You've Drug yourself in here on a Sunday. Trying your best to honor God. But the whole time you've been sitting here while the choir was singing, you just feel, man, I just feel tired today. I just I just don't feel what I normally feel when I come in here, you know. I'm just kinda I'm just kinda like, uh And this whole time, hear this. This whole time, Jesus is trying to give you something spiritual. This whole time, Jesus is wanting to encourage you and help you and strengthen you. And you're sitting right there at the well with him. And he's saying, if you knew who was asking for you to give him a drink? He said, "You had to ask of him, and he would have give you living water. There is a well here that can quench your thirst for a day, but he said, "I can be a well of water springing up in you and give you life, but not only life, but life through all of eternity." The Lord wants you to know today, He has a word for you. He has hope for you. He has peace for you. He has instruction for you. He has guidance for you. And just if you have seen some that's come in this altar, would there be anyone else here today that could come to this altar and maybe pray this prayer? Lord, help me. Listen close. Lord, help me to stop being so concerned about everything going on in the world. And Lord, help me be concerned about you and what you want and your will in my life and your direction for me, God. You're wanting to help me, but I don't even take time to let you help me. You're wanting to tell me, but I don't even take time to listen to what you're trying to tell me. You're trying to show me, God, but I don't even take time to look at where you're telling me to look. I'm too concerned about everything else that's going on in my life. You're just buzzing through life, man, and you're missing all the good things that God has for you. Do you believe that this morning? He has good things for you. Or we too caught up in everything else. If you need to come pray this morning, please do. Please get up out of your seat and come pray and ask the Lord to help you be concerned about spiritual things more than you are about the physical things. Come on. You you know whether you need to come pray that or not. You know. Man, your mind hadn't been on the things of God in a long, long time because the things of this world has clouded your mind up so bad. You hadn't been praying. You hadn't been reading your Bible. You hadn't been seeking the Lord the way you know you should. He wants to help you today. Today, He wants to help you. He wants to help you. They look at that woman that is there with Jesus and they're like, I wonder what she wanted. I wonder what He said. But the Bible says they dare not ask Him those questions. They dare not ask him, Dwayne, what did she want from you, Jesus? Or what did you say to her? They didn't, they didn't ask him that, but in their mind, that's all they could think of. Why was he talking to that woman? He's trying to give her living water. And you're too caught up in who she is and her past and what she looks like and where she's been. You're too caught up in all the physical things of life. You need to get caught up in the spiritual things of life. God help us. God help us.